the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We are the boys, and we are decaying, and we are killing it faster than Brock Lesnar with a chainsaw. We have been kicking your ears ass with the Brews and Bruises Festival on September 18th, but do you want to make a weekend out of it? On September 19th, the day after Brews and Bruises Festival, the Homebrew and Chill event is taking place at All Saints Brewing in Greensburg, PA at 2 p.m. There will be 25 homebrewers, some CB, GC, BW swag at the merch tent, food trucks, a photo booth, and live music. And oh yeah, Bash Brew will be there too, baby. Tickets are on sale right now at events.in and just search homebrew and chill. That's all events.in and search out homebrew, the plus sign, chill. There are VIP, general admission, and DD tickets available. This event was a knockout the last time Greensburg threw a party, so needless to say, it will sell out. And make sure you tell them the boys sent you. So what is up, Adam? You make me look so forward to September. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope I make everyone else uh, look forward to September as well. It's a big time for us. Yeah, It's a big time for beer. It's a big time for all of us to get back out there and just see each other again and just have a great time. And I can't wait for it, especially because we're going to go out there and kick everyone's ass at all the competitions. I'm going to try my best. Uh, we're going to win. Everyone keeps telling me. I wonder. People are like, you know, brews and bruises isn't a competition. I said, oh, it is. It oh. definitely is. Yeah, you want to impress the pro brewers. Yeah. It's not like voted and we're going to get a trophy. But I want to. Yeah, I'm shooting to get quite a few handshakes that day. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I want to walk away with people being like, Jesus Christ, when they do brick and mortar, we need to step our game up, and that's absolutely. what I want to do. Uh, and that's and we also want to just tap these fucking kegs and. Just completely drain them. We just yeah. want you guys to come out. I want to see the public. I want, yeah. I want to start slinging some beers. Yeah, and plus we got all that. We got all this. What, like we got the swag, man. We got the, the. We got all the the stickers and the buttons and the hats and the shirts and maybe t-shirts by then. Possibly t-shirts. <laughs> so yeah, we want you guys to rock our stuff and and drink our stuff and just come out and see us. So again, make a bash brew weekend of it. Come see us on the 18th and then come see us on the 19th. You know, um, and also too. I don't know, Adam, if the people realize that we sound glorious right now. Yeah, somebody somebody who owns this podcast was a was a real <laughs> generous uh, mensch this week. I would I would like to say that it, this podcast is a labor of love, and being able to add something cool to it was just awesome. So, but we are on these sick, sick, sick road pod mics now, and like we've been playing with them now for like a half an hour down here before we started the episode. They're incredible. Yeah, uh, love them. Yeah, I you so you hit me up little peek behind the curtain like we do every week. Uh, he uh, Matt here hit me up. It was Monday or Tuesday yeah. night. Um, said, "Hey, I got you something for twenty episodes," and I was like, "Oh, he probably got me like a really nice barrel aged stout <laughs> in a freaking giant bottle or something." And uh, you sent the picture over of these uh, road pod mics, and I was like. Oh, you devil. (laughs) (laughs) I owe you so many beers after the show tonight. Yeah. So uh, another thing too, like it's for me, it's very easy to shower my best friend with gifts because he lets me fuck around with thousands of dollars worth of brew equipment. So for me to buy some microphones, I mean, granted, they're awesome, but you know, we get to, we trade, man. You know, you get to let me mess around with stuff that I probably shouldn't touch because I have no idea what I'm doing and. I'll buy some microphones. I'll accept the trade-off. You can't hurt. You can't damage anything too badly down here. <laughs> That's true because you're watching me. So yeah, man, just 
letting me be in the brew lab with you and making up some of these delicious beers is awesome and i love making this podcast with you so thank you adam for sticking in there with me for 20 episodes and hopefully these mics treat us well and we get more people to listen to us we'll get 20 more <laughs> we'll get 20 more episodes uh and also too seriously uh we got them so we can make more episodes for the people who listen to us so uh as best i can yins keep us going and that so thank you guys very much keep tuning in keep telling people about us uh rate us review us uh subscribe to us whatever you can do um and so we can keep doing this uh speaking of keeping on (laughs) mr joe exotic joseph maldonado passage uh do you know he got resentenced on his uh his indictment no i didn't so he was set to, I believe it was somewhere between, it was 23 to 27 years, something like that, on the initial charge. So there was this whole thing. He's like, oh, no, there's all this bullshit. People fucked up, and they're going to let me out. They have to. The federal agents are lying. The investigators are lying. The attorneys are lying. So he, like, is gearing up. Again, he, like, got a limo to be outside of where he's housed right now. And then they were like, Oh, yeah, it's Mr. Exotic, <laughs> which is, <laughs> yes, Mr. Exotic, uh, we did screw up here. Um, your sentencing guidelines actually put you in a 17 and a half, 22 years. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Joe Exotic, while well, he thought, Adam. So, so he got a little bit of time he off. He got a little bit of time off. But when he thought he was getting out, he decided to blast Social media, which we do that. Right. Social media is our thing. I'm also not in jail. For yeah. We're not in jail. Tiger fucking or whatever the fuck he's saying. Yet. <laughs> we're not in jail for tiger fucking. I like cougars, yet. Matt, not tigers. <laughs> so, uh, he, you know, on the prowl, speaking of on the prowl, Mr. Passage was trying to find uh, a new mate, a new husband. So he blasted social media and regular ass newspapers because people still buy those things. Um, and he was looking for a new husband. So Mr. Passage, uh, he thought he was getting out, thought he can get a new husband, and then I don't know what happens next. Like Looks, looks like he's standing there yeah. <laughs> for uh, at least 17 years. I was going to say, how, how long has he been in right now? Oh, I don't know when that finished filming or when he went in. Yeah. No. I mean, I would say less than four. Yeah, he's not even in there for half the sentence. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I hope everyone finds love, but, uh, Joe exotic, you, you kind of killed some animals when you shouldn't have. So I think you have to stay there for a yeah, while. You can, you can just stay put. Yeah. I'll never financially recover from this. <laughs> 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 so, uh, we are back in the judgatorium and as always, we like to feature some local craft beer. So on round one here, I believe that Adam has made me a very tasty treat. So Adam, can you please let the people know what we are drinking in round one? Yeah, we're going super local. We we spun around here in the Jojitorium a few times and grabbed the tap. And uh, we got the Brutal Kitty. Um, blonde, it's a blonde tea ale that we uh, brewed with a green tea blend from Tupelo Honey Teas in Millville, PA. Uh, that has cherry and basil in it. So it's a cherry basil green tea blonde ale coming in at a nice 4.9% ABV. Yeah. Uh, clearly, the, the color on this thing lets you know that those flavors are going to shine through before you even take a sip out of it. Um, and you also have a really good aroma coming from it, a very sweet aroma. Thank you. Um, and I've already been, I mean, again, behind the curtain, I've already had a bunch of this before we came on. 
And uh, I can tell you, you really hit the mark with this one, man. I'm actually kind of upset I wasn't around to brew this one because this is the one I keep seeming to miss whenever the brew comes around. Um, and next time, I'm fucking here for it, man. Because <laughs> this is one of my favorite beers that you make. Um, this is uh, this is award winning too, isn't it? Didn't we win something with this? Uh, it might it might have like placed somewhere in the people? Yeah, or showed. I, I think yeah. it got maybe a third place okay. somewhere. Maybe not. It's been. It's been two events, though. Yeah. I think it's usually next to the Jojinator, though, so it mm. kind of gets mistreated. Yeah, that's lost. tough, man. But uh, this is definitely the best version of it. We've gotten the best color from the tea this time. Um, we used a new proprietary uh, way to get the tea in there that I think is the best. I think I'm getting the most green tea notes off of for it. For sure. Uh, the most cherry and a little bit of basil still. But this is definitely the most cherry I've ever gotten out of it. I was Without say. it sitting for month like yeah i've had bottles that sat for a few months in the fridge and those really the cherry shines through but this has been down here on tap for uh almost a week it's only been on since sunday uh so five six days now and uh yeah it's really coming through and i could say too like when you say cherry that's i was trying to pick it out i was i was like what is this sweet fruity flavor that and it's and it's i'll say this too the first sip comes off super clean and then, like, my tongue gets coated, and that's when I start pulling out the flavors. Like, the the little hint of spice in there, too, from, you said basil, right? Yeah, yeah basil. the basil plays really well. And then the cherry is just nice and sweet, but not overpowering, nothing medicinal. Um, yeah, dude. And, of course, coming in under 5%, this is a summer sipper. I mean, you can have quite a few of these. It's a great job, man. I can't commend you enough on what you already do down here, but this thing... You know, uh, is wonderful. And if you haven't had an opportunity to get your tickets, I think there's tickets for it. Adam's going to be pouring this tomorrow at uh, Ryan Gelato's birthday party. Yeah, the Fueled Family Reunion at oh, Cedar Creek Park. It's a it's a family reunion. It's the it's the Fueled Family Reunion, sir. Sup, fam. So, uh, yeah, big thanks to you for liking the beer, and huge thanks to Tubular Honey Teas and Milvo for uh, helping us out with. The tea selection way back when we did this the first time. Yeah. Uh, they really uh, helped us out by letting us try a couple different things and giving us their notes on stuff. And we na narrowed it down to this out of their gigantic selection. Yeah. I mean, this, I just love, I love that complex flavor that, like, cause it just, it, when you get done, when your tongue gets done with one part of it, it gets to the next part. And then that little bit of basil stays at the end. And you know me, man, there's basil in a beer. I'm on board. That strawberry wiggle butt. Oh, dear God. Lenny Kasky <laughs> had me wobbling, baby. So, Adam, we decided to dig up the old bets of doom for UFC 264. Should have left it buried. We should have left it buried. But we actually, we did pretty well. I thought we did a great job. And here. it was a fantastic night of fights for UFC 264. Oh, absolutely. Um, we traded wins and losses. We actually tied for the bets here um so my idea since we are both gentlemen and scholars that we just need to rochambeau for our just desserts so um you were so kind as to go out and get a delicious can of steel reserve uh, that high gravity lager bro yes uh coming in at 8.1 percent tasting uh, like shit tasting like shit still reserve has been a staple here in the pittsburgh area for i don't know 200 years i have no idea 
it's just been way too long. It's it's kind of a horse that's been beaten for so long. Fun fact, Matt, they never brewed it a second time. This has just been sitting same, in the Same batch. You know that barrel they found in the sea? It's just metal and rust. Yeah. That barrel they found in the sea with all the weird yeast in it, it's grown out like Scotland or some shit. This is what they made that. <laughs> so we just, we poured it like 10 minutes ago. It's still fizzing. Yeah. Like it's still. It's going to hurt. It's highly carbonated. It's going to hurt your tum-tum. Well, someone's tum-tum. Because on the other side of that, uh, I also have here a a bottle of Heritage Dragon's Breath Triple X Hot Sauce. There are Ghost Habanero Pepper Moon, Thai Hot, Hungarian Fire Peppers, Distilled Vinegar, Garlic, Cayenne Peppers, Salt, Xanthamon Gum, uh, some other things that I can't pronounce, and Sodium Benzoate as a preservative. Uh, none of those really mean shit except, except for those, the those Ghost Habanero. So here's my idea, Adam. Both of these things suck. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Still Reserve sucks a little less than the hot sauce, in my opinion. So, what I want to do... Given the amounts you've poured here... So, we have probably three ounces of hot sauce yeah. as one option, and then a full pint of Steel Reserve as the other for, yeah. the, for the listeners. And I think, uh, just in terms of how I handle hot sauce, I can see the that's, hot sauce is going to really fuck me up. a lot of hot sauce. That's so a lot of ghost <laughs> habanero sauce. It's just, it's just like peppers dying to get inside of me and fuck me up. So, what I want to do, Adam is I'm just going to say let's just Rochambeau it. Best two out of three, winner picks uh, the punishment, leaving the second for the overall loser. How do you feel about that? Sounds good. All right, so it's Rochambeau shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, baby. I got it. Okay, ready? Yep. One, two, three, shoot. Stone rock. Fuck. (laughs) Matt's down. (laughs) Adam one, Matt zero. One, two, three, shoot. Yes, tied up. Yeah. One, two, three, shoot. Yes! How'd you know I was gonna go rock all because three times? You go rock every time. Oh. All right, because so. I don't have to think about when to shoot. I just keep my fist in fist. <laughs> <laughs> so celebration time, by the way, because this is my first <laughs> UFC win. This yeah, is my I first. It was a tie. You're just winning the Rochambeau. You're still, still drinking counts. Steel Reserve. We're both getting. Punished. It still counts. All right, I'll count it for you. All right, so let, yeah, let me have this one. Okay, so Adam, um, you won like Dustin Poirier one. It's technical. It's a well, doctor stoppage. Listen, we both picked him. But we, we also both picked him for this fight to go way longer. Than about, to, about to break my leg here. So uh, I'm going to just go ahead and take my steel reserve over here and start mm-hmm. sipping it nicely. Um, if you'd like to. Do I have to shoot this or can I sip it? I have no idea how you want to handle this. Okay. So you do what you want. I'm actually, uh, actually going to chase it with the rest of this can of steel reserve. Maybe. Why are you doing that? Well, it's. I think it might be a little more. Uh, I don't know. Let me take a. Yeah, take a little little sip first. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, it's just as bad as I thought it was going to be. Steel reserve, sweet, y'all. Yeah. Oh, it's, it gets sweeter. Fuck that. Yeah, don't do that. I'm almost happy I got the hot sauce. Yeah, I'm kind of. Yeah. No, you know what? Because I don't know how I'm going to be in the next couple of minutes. Although I bought this hot sauce on a trip with my wife three years ago. So yeah. it's just been kind of like chilling and heating up over time. It has been fermenting. Are you just going to shoot it? Um, I'm going to do like a half swig, I think. That's a lot to shoot. I don't think I can fit it all down my gullet. That's bullshit. To be honest. I've seen what you can do. All right. Let's see what we can do. Okay. Here. And there we go. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. Okay. Oh. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of yeah flakes. It was yeah. Oh, I can chew it a little bit. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
Do you feel the dragon's breath? Ooh, there it goes. Yep. Oh. <laughs> it's good. It's well balanced. It's hot. Yeah. I mean, I've put it on. Obviously, I have, I've had it open. Yeah. Pulling and eggs. I use it sparingly. Yeah. Um. That would have killed you. That yeah. would have fucking killed you. Okay. So I picked wisely is what you're trying to tell I think so. Me. Okay. Because uh, I handle heat pretty well. And that do. gave me a little bit of a, uh, uh, not a complete upchuck, but yeah. a little. Gave you a little something, something. Spice chuck. Yeah. I'm going to grab the Tums during our ads today. <laughs> so I just want to say that Adam definitely turned 50 shades of red when that. Ooh. I think it's the flakes that got you. Yeah, it was the flakes. That's what I, got, I got it all down. And then a couple flakes were like on my tongue. And I bit into a couple of them. And Wow. I mean, it's a good hot sauce, though. Anybody yeah. that wants to put them on, on something and not shoot three ounces. Oh, it'd yeah. be great on some wings. <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm jealous because your punishment's over and I'm just trying to slog them. But you know what? You're a real champion. I mean, you came in second place in a race of two. Ooh. But, ooh, yeah. The burp ups are actually quite nice. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you get a lot of vegetal, peppery. Nice. Burp. I was going to say, it looks like that would go really well on some eggs. Yeah, it'd yeah. be good on eggs. I'd yeah. definitely drench some wings in that, especially Ooh, if you yeah. a little butter in there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hell yeah. So, speaking of some butter, let's break down these fights super quick um, before we go on some news. Yeah. So, uh, anal slaughter. Yeah, anal slaughter. Shout out to our homeboys over at Hot Nation USA, anal slaughter from rectal carnage. <laughs> so, uh, the first fight that came through was uh, Sean O'Malley taking on Chris Mountainhoe. Um, where Chris Mountainhoe decided to be a literal punching bag and take so many shots from O'Malley that this fight should have been stopped in the first round after seeing what Chris was taking. Yeah, but he held on for three, almost three whole rounds. Yeah. Um, really impressive durability. Yes. Um, my one note from this fight is they both had really weird dye jobs in their hair. Yeah. So it was a cross of like two troll dolls fighting or like two people from your local vape shop just going at it in the parking lot bro i like juice more than you like juice no i'm the juice man bro this is definitely the bro bro fight of the night <laughs> randy marsh is out there what's up bro what do you want to do bro I thought this was america this is america so uh then we go on to a, a fantastic women's match um <laughs> yeah, Irene, fantastic for you because this tied it up yeah baby irene aldana taking on yana kusakaya uh, Kunitskaya and Irene took it home in the first round. Actually, I guess I misspoke. This gave you the lead. This did give me the yeah. lead. <clears throat> so, uh, Ms. Aldana actually scored uh, KO TKO in the first round, uh, edged towards the end of it. I really feel like Yana kind of, kind of, she kind of gave up her defense at the very end of it. Maybe yeah. she was gassed in the first round trying to get her breath, but she ate a couple hard ones. Yana. Yeah, that was tough uh, to watch her go down. So, but I tell you what, man, my not trusting a no contest played well here it did in the did. next fight though i should have went with my gut it would have because i said i don't trust no con- no contest fighters and greg hardy came in with one and i was like but you know what i thought greg hardy was so much faster i really like the cowboys yeah <laughs> is that what you're saying yeah i really like the cowboys i like how they're all felons and they all have yeah. cocaine addictions especially him yes especially greg hardy that's Just why he's a little, so, little bit of a domestic assault sprinkle a little yeah. cocaine and you got greg hardy that's why he's so fast yeah that's why i didn't pick him yeah well that's why i did pick him <laughs> i was like oh i figured he like you know he's he knows how to 
dip and dodge. He can definitely dodge a fist. But then <laughs> Mr. Tuivasa said, uh, yeah, you can't dodge this. So um, I really got to give it up to Tuivasa. That, he completely dismantled Greg Hardy. He ate like three hard shots from Greg Hardy. So I give Hardy credit there. But Tuivasa. And he ended it. Oh, yeah. That, that what was that? Uh, like a, a nice like overhand left. And then he threw that uppercut. Yeah. It was just looked like a brawl on the south side. Yeah, yeah man. It was like crazy. Yeah, Greg Hardy couldn't stand up to that. Um, Greg Hardy, I don't know where he goes from here, but Tuivasa has to be start looking he, the best he's looked. Yeah, he looked great. You really got to start looking at him uh, moving up in the ranks here. He's got to be able to start contending with some of those top ten fighters, top to, top five fighters. Um, I'll like to see what Tuivasa does next. I think Greg Hardy has a bit of a comeback trail to go on from this fight because this was his fight to. I mean, you're, you you came in seven and three, so this could have been your launch. You could have started cresting into that top ten with a win here, and then Tuivasa said, "Fuck no, man." And Which just, yeah, wasn't why I picked Tuivasa. I thought yeah. Tuivasa was not the right guy to be the launching point. You needed one. He need Greg Hardy needed one or two fights before he was at that. Yeah, level, I think. Yeah, I think uh, Greg Hardy can come back if he gets a good couple fights in him, but I don't know if he starts training with Matt and Jeff. I think he <laughs> hit some swantons. Dun, 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 dun. They all like their substances. Hey, speaking of that, did you see, uh, real quick, sidebar, did you see that Rebel Hardy, uh, Re Rebel? Reba. 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 Yeah, Reba Hardy. Reba. She went ape shit on Jim Cornette. Oh, she goes ape shit on everybody. He's I fucking love it, man. I love because Jim Cornette, like the dude has is like a wizard with words. Like it's very hard to outclass him with words. And she just tried to be like, fuck this, fuck that. And he's like, okay, can someone translate that for me so I can actually have a comeback for you? Anyway, I digress. The next fight here, we saw Mr. Gilbert Burns winning in decision versus Wonder Boy Stephen Thompson, which is not how I thought this fight was going to go. I, I mean, I, I picked Gilbert Burns. I did. But I thought that Gilbert Burns would just knock Stephen Thompson out. I, I thought he'd finish him. I didn't think it was going to be like a first-round knockout or anything yeah. like that. But, um, I mean, hard-fought victory. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Stayed on him the whole time. Yeah. I think the clear winner. I mean. Oh, yeah. There's no. There was yeah, no. Just, like, just didn't finish it. Yeah. There's no. Um, oh, what am I going to say here? There's, there's no controversy about it. Definitely Gilbert Burns took this fight. Uh, Stephen Thompson. I don't know, man. I think Stephen Thompson has a couple good fights left in him. And I want to see what he can do. But I think right now he just saw Gilbert Burns just outlast him. There's just gas. There's so much gas in Gilbert Burns' tank. It's, um, it's just. It's it's tough to see that um, Stephen Thompson's going to do. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Does that work? Yeah, it totally works. So, uh, uh, sorry, Stephen Thompson lost. On to the next fight because I <laughs> I want to get to it. So it, behind the curtain, Adam and I share notes over Google Docs, and we can live edit them. And we both are looking at our laptops, and he just wrote it here. McGregor fucks. Oh, is it just like does the hot sauce have you wanting to throw wrenches in my gears it's, well so i didn't i ate <laughs> breakfast today and that was it so like <laughs> you're drunk on hot sauce i'm a little like yeah i'm a little woozy on hot sauce right now to be honest because i mean this is the only beer i've had today and it's yeah. only 4.9 percent. So. i can see the wildness in your eyes right now yeah it's kind of gotten me like hyper i like drunk. it yeah yeah 
Is but it, not drunk at all, just hyper. Yeah, I fucking love this. Yeah, I'm just kind of <laughs> on the wild card. Yeah, wild card, maybe. So uh, as I just said, last fight here, Dustin Poirier took on Conor McGregor, and if you don't know by now, I mean, if you haven't been watching anything on the internet, uh, Conor McGregor broke his tibia in the end of the first round here, uh, and then that was a, it was a it was a doctor stoppage, doctor stoppage. Savage. Um, yeah, he really put an end to the streak of him losing with Grace with this oh, one. Yeah, like, he was a... F- Whoa, and he was also a fucking asshole and making yeah. excuses after it was over. Oh, yeah. I mean, your leg broke. Yeah. Everybody can see that. It's fine. Probably not going to run it back right away. Like, no. Poye definitely deserves a title shot. Um, I mean, I don't think the third fight should I We covered that last week. Yeah. I don't think the third fight should have happened when no. it happened, so... Yeah. Uh, I, I think the problem here, like you said, Conor McGregor losing with not even a modicum of grace screaming that it's a doctor stoppage. Don't call it a TKO. And then, but the, the and prob- then he's going to call Mrs. Poirier back up. Yeah. yeah. Also too, uh, I don't, does McGregor forget that a doctor stoppage is also a TKO? Right. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. Um, so, you know, Connor, here's the thing. I don't want to take anything away from Connor McGregor because he went, he was like a plumber before he became a fighter. And he, he was jobless. Yeah. Yeah. Living in a car and he became the, the richest fighter in UFC history, and he's made Forbes. He made Forbes. I mean, you you don't just do that by being a bum. So, but I think it's time now for Connor to understand where where he is in the hierarchy of things. <laughs> and then Adam types in, and he fucks. And he fucks, of course. He definitely does. He has kids. Yeah, he's definitely throwing dick. Uh, so Connor McGregor is going to be out. I think he's medically suspended till January twenty second of twenty twenty two. That would make sense. It was a long, it's a long yeah. suspension. I saw him uh, moseying around on a scooter on Instagram Live. Na-da-da-da-da. <laughs> 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 Whole new meaning now, huh, Connor? Yeah. So, uh, Adam, I got to ask you, what do you think is next for Connor McGregor? Because Dustin Poirier says that he's completely done with this. Easy. Yeah. We talked about it two weeks ago, I think, when we made the picks. I think we touched on it again last week. Easy, you do that Nate Diaz trilogy. Have They're to. at the same level. Yeah, it would still make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see any other option. Yeah. I think that's the best thing you can do. I can't agree with that more. I think right now Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz, even Nick Diaz, if he wants to come out of retirement, but I think Nate Diaz, like. They're they're quintessentially professional wrestlers on the microphones, and you're right. I think they're both at the same level right now. Um, I can't I can't see Connor easing his way back into a title picture right now. I really think that with no ill speak towards McGregor, right now, he's just done in title pictures. He's just going to get the money fights, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, he could be, but. It depends. If he can string three wins together, they'll throw him right back. I but mean, I even two maybe. But yeah, I don't know if he yeah. can. Who? There, there's no more Cowboy Cerrones out there to take on. Like a big name with a bunch of wins, but yep. kind of fading. Yeah, there's nobody out no, there. Not really. They're, like once fighters start fading, they're not gonna. It's tough, man. The the MMA is a tough, tough, tough sport to be in. And once you kind of hit that level where you're like, uh, I just don't have that last little bit of a step. You're going to get eaten up. It's just the way it is. And I think Conor McGregor doesn't have that step anymore. Well, and then do you see Poirier going anywhere but Charles Oliveira for the title? Yeah. How does he not? Yeah. Unless Dana White wants to completely fuck up and right. not put him in that title shot. But, yeah, I, and I wish Dustin Poirier the best. I think he handled this 
rubber match with Grace. I thought he did a very good job of deflecting all the bullshit, like uh, his wife allegedly sliding into Conor McGregor's DMs and all that bullshit. Um, he handled it really well, and it's the kind of I don't want to be the kind of guy that says like I like seeing my fighters have more of like a humble approach, but it's kind of refreshing to have Dustin Poirier up there because he is like he's I mean he's cocky to an extent, but like he doesn't go over the top, and I like that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, so my other idea for you, Adam, and you may smirk so hard that you break the microphone. How about Conor McGregor just comes back from medical leave and just starts smashing all these YouTubers? I mean, he probably would agree to it for the right amount of money. Absolutely. Which I think it would be a terrible idea. Yeah. But um, can't say that he wouldn't do it. Right. Well, according <clears throat> to Jake Paul, uh, that fight is worth twenty three dollars. And Jake Paul spent $100,000 on his new necklace, which is the – I think it's Conor McGregor after he gets knocked out by – or he gets uh, choked out by uh, Khabib. Yeah, I he think made that's the necklace. that was from. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. Um, and then he offered to send it to uh, Poirier. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I don't like Jake Paul. I don't like the Paul family in general. I think they're both maroons. I, I just can't. I hate them both to death, but I thought that was a really funny move. <laughs> and I was going to say, that, that one right there, I really dig that. Um, but I, I, I hate it. It almost like feels like I'm vomiting in my mouth when I say this, but I would like to see Jake Paul get in there with someone like Conor McGregor. He's going to go with Tyrone Woodley here soon. And I think he's going to be pleasantly surprised with Tyrone Woodley in a boxing match because he forgets that Tyrone Woodley actually can't throw hands. Right. But I think, and he's a little younger than yeah. Askren, like, right. Yeah. And he doesn't have a dad bod like Askren. Right. Tyrone Woodley is a fucking action figure. Jacked. Yeah. Jacked. Jacked. Um, Jake Paul, I hope you get your fucking teeth rearranged. Um, or you know what? If he wins that match against Tyron Woodley, you gotta put some respect on his name. I might, yeah, I might have to stop hating him so much. You might have to. That so, I will, but I might. Have uh, to. It's gonna be really tough for me to do it. But if he does it, can you say no? Yeah. So going from unscripted fighting to some scripted fighting. From Buckle to Bell, the boys bring you the best pro wrestling news in the biz. So I just gotta say, dude, Fighter Fest Night One, am I right? Unreal, ridiculous, and it's cable television. Yeah, cable television, and you're getting you're getting what would be a, a premier pay per view card smashed into two hours on cable television with some of the best names in the wrestling biz going head to head. It was fantastic. It's the first, well, maybe not the first time pro wrestling has been excited since the pandemic, but the most exciting. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was action packed. There was no downtime. It was like the Monday night wars were back. Like you didn't stop watching. Like I never turned it yeah. to something else. I never threw NHL on to play that for a half an hour when some stupid match was on the crowd in Austin was insane. It was it was great. It was a great night of fights. Uh, the pop, the live pops from the crowd were great, and not even for action. Just cowboy coming out. Yeah, uh, Adam Page, cowboy Adam Page coming out. Britt Baker coming out. They popped for her. Hit her DMD louder than any yeah. crowds ever hit it. Um, the confrontation between Cody and Malachi Black. So good. Huge. I mean, yeah. just. Yeah. Just a great night of fights. The thing and that a great I, night of action. The thing that I thought was really incredible, too, is that, you know, I think we've been kind of critical of Kenny Omega on the microphone, and rightfully so. I mean, leading up to what he did on Fighter Fest, he was flat. I mean, a, a lot of it was him trying to, trying to come off like a heel, cocky heel. 
But with the the fans in attendance, he fed off them when they were chanting cowboy shit. He's like, shut up. You shut up. I'm talking to him. It was I think Kenny Omega is the kind of wrestler that needs needs the live crowds. Yeah. He works well with them. And and what's crazy is he's he's like, You shut up, I'm talking to him, and the crowd shut up. Yeah. It was so like the pop was incredible, the shutdown was incredible. The night was incredible. The thing that wasn't incredible is like, I'm going to change the chant from cowboy shit to <laughs> Bill Collector. <laughs> Too many syllables there, you silly Canadian. That's not how this works, man. Go drink some maple syrup. So. Fucking fancy pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Where do you get your suit jackets made? Like, it's, they're terrible. Does Seth Rollins give you, like, tips on what the wear looks like he gets them made at like h&m kids and then just stretches them out in the locker <laughs> don cow's like yeah that looks good that looks real good right there <laughs> so i want to off the rip AEW finally pulled over a million viewers on wednesday 1.025 million and that's consistent through the entire night and they took a 0. 0.40 demo sweep of the the 25 to 35 demo wherever that is yeah it's 25 35 or 25 to 45 whatever whatever, the prime demo is it took a 0.40 they quite literally did better than raw did that week so for the first time (laughs) yeah for the first time since aw came out with a, a cable television show they actually took the ratings war so kudos to aw um and i gotta start off adam by asking you did you the the Darby Allen Ethan Page coffin match? Is that not a contender for match of the year? I thought it was really good, especially given um, my limited experience with Ethan Page. Yeah, like, I, I haven't seen him in much, uh, but great. Yeah, he took some insane bumps, got opened up hard way during the match. Uh, it was action packed, and they only got like. I want to say 15 minutes yeah. and still made it a really good match. They made 15, the minutes 15 minutes feel like a half an hour. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I think if it went longer, it would have almost dragged because they were just yeah. moving at such a fast pace. Like they got everything in. I think. Spot, yeah. spot, spot, spot. And then Darby Allen. Uh, and of course, I think I sent you a text about this. I was like, Hey, the wrestling wrestle talk was like, Hey, Darby Allen, if you want to shorten your career by a little bit longer, just do a coffin drop on a coffin. It's closed. <laughs> Like that Good was move. super incredible. I don't know how he didn't slice like his rib Dude, cage open. All those, it, it like shattered. Yeah, like, and sure. all those pikes on the side that hold the coffin lid. Yeah. he should have been he sliced just wide open. Him. Yeah, he just missed. Him. Good lord, Darby Allen is gonna have to retire at age thirty from all the injuries he he just endured. It's Let's crazy. go back to liking turtles. <laughs> I like titles. So uh, there was one downfall here uh, that I really want to bring up, and that's uh-huh. AEW's women division. Uh-huh. A seven-minute match between Penelope Ford and well, I don't remember I can't her remember. name. That's, that's so, another problem with AEW. That's women terrible. Division. Yeah, I apologize, but you give a seven-minute spot to a women's match on a fantastic uh, card, and then you give Britt Baker. I think it was three and a half minutes for a promo. And then the script for Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero in the back was garbage. Thank God Britt Baker knows what she's doing on the microphone. I mean, but who do you give? Here's first and foremost: Britt Baker wins her title. She's she maintains her title um, at the next pay per view against Nyla Rose. But then again, too, who's next? There's who's built up. 
There's nobody. I mean, you'd have to go with one of the women from NWA, but I don't know if they're still yeah. cycling in or not. Like Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb are the other two. Right. And do you, big and, names, but you haven't done anything with either one of them. I don't them. even like Nyla Rose. I don't think she's a competent. I mean, they've yeah. built her into like a monster heel, but yeah. her in ring is terrible. It's she's not, it's her, stiff. Yeah, and it's very stiff. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not super on board with seeing another Nyla Rose storyline. Um, and I, I, it was the only time I ever cheered. I, I popped hard when Hikaru Shida won that title from Nyla Rose. I was like, finally, this terrible women's reign is over. Because Nyla Rose, well, not that Sheeta was bad, but Sheeta was against a bunch of freaking soup cans too. Like, yeah, oh yeah, she, yeah, she had nothing. Was, I mean, maybe you revisit Sheeta. I don't know. I mean, you kind of, you kind of have to. Or do you bring in a dark horse? Where the heck? Where's Chelsea Green? She just debuted for. Somebody. She's not signed. Oh, okay, but yeah. she was in what, Ring, Ring of, of Honor. Honor? Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's still hurt and she's unsigned, so she's kind of doing that. Like, I'm a free agent indie wrestler thing, yeah. which is cool. I'd love to. You know what though, Matt Cardona. Tomorrow night, we're filming, we're, we're recording this on a Friday, but tomorrow Impact has their pay per view, and Matt Cardona is looking for a mixed tag partner. Oh, it's well, a mystery. So if Chelsea know. Green doesn't debut there for Impact, then I don't know what's going to happen because that's their, it's his real life girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but, but then again, too, the forbidden door well, is wide open. Where the heck is Jade Cargill? Because, like, bad, I know the she's a bitch on the block. I know she's new and she's, gr- I mean, maybe she's greener, even greener than goose shit because I just don't. She looked good in the Shaq tag. She did. She and then really she looked, did. she had like some squash matches I've seen where she doesn't seem to be botching yeah. terribly, but maybe just not. Re- like, that's where she's great on the mic. Oh, she's fantastic. So, like, that. I think at least a mic battle between her and Britt, maybe yeah. for. The next pay-per-view, uh, Full Gear, maybe. I don't... You know who I'd actually like to see? Layla Hirsch. I want to see Layla Hirsch get a push. She's been... Yeah. She's not great on the microphone, but god damn. She's her... a little botchy, too. Like, her... in the flow. <laughs> like, she's good on the grapple yeah. stuff. If she's taking control, she's fine. Yeah. But as soon as you get her in there with somebody, like, trying to do a backflip or a leapfrog over, right. she's a little clunkers. I just... like. I just remember looking at Layla Hirsch's matches on Dark. Like, she did really well uh, against, like, you know, like some lesser talent. But I, I, she had a win over, I want to say she beats, um, it, damn it, straight from Mama's Kitchen, Red Velvet. Red Velvet. She beat Red Velvet at one point. Uh, it's it's crazy. I know her tagline. But <laughs> bitchin'. Straight from Mama's Kitchen. Bitchin'. Uh, yeah, but. I think Layla Hirsch could do something pretty incredible here, and I want to see what she can do. That's maybe that's a person they could feed up to Britt Baker, but Thunder Rosa has to be. She has to be next in line. That's my pick. She's my favorite. Yeah, I love Thunder Rosa. Yeah, la mora, mora. I fucking love Thunder Rosa, bro. <laughs> um, so speaking of loving some collision courses here, we're gonna about we're about to see on Fighter Fest Night Two. Thank God, Paige versus Omega. With their side carts of the Dark Order and the Elite. So did they announce that for night it two? Is on. Okay, I wasn't it sure if that was night on. two, if that was at the next pay per view, and then no, they were man. gonna put the title program on like I don't know, I all think, out or whatever that. And I think is. that's what's gonna happen. I think Fighter Fest night two, you're gonna see Paige and the Dark Order take a win over the Elite, and then for all out, you're gonna see Paige Omega. Yeah, but there's full gears in between there. That's true. Or it's not even. I don't even know what the one after that's called. Is that Revelation or Revolution? Yeah, or Revolution. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I just think like right now you're going to see this get set up for the next pay per view. 
Yeah, it just so has to. I'm hoping it's all at full gear. And they yeah. don't, I don't th- know how you can extend it. I don't think you can. Four months. Right. Because like. then you're going to get really wear- worn out on right. that one. But I think uh, I, what I'd like to see here is if I hope that Paige takes the belt from Omega. Not because I don't like Kenny Omega. I think he's done a great job with holding the belt right now and, be, and being like the quintessential smarmy heel. But I want to see Omega start to fall to pieces and kind of go in the direction of like like a psychopath. You know what I mean? Like take away that belt and then he drops the impact belt then he drops the triple a belt then he drops like uh he has another belt too i forget which one it is I but, don't remember what it but is like either. i mean he holds belts in so many different fucking yeah i think he's pretty freaking beat up i think yeah i he think it's away. gonna be a time away thing yeah which would be smart uh, i think at this point omega has carried this company on his back i think him and jericho more omega behind the scenes um uh has carried this company so, I want to see what happens next for Omega without a belt. Uh, speaking of guys with belts, John Moxley set a new record for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship Ooh. with a win over Carl Fox Anderson. Um, with I the think mo- it's Machine Gun. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you typed in Fox. <laughs> Thank you for screwing with the notes while I'm reading them live. Okay. So, Carl Machine Gun uh, Anderson, not Carl Fox Anderson. Uh, with the most uh, IWGP US heavyweight title defenses with five. I mean, uh, what a great match to yeah. open Fighter Fest. Yeah, it was great. It was the only one I missed on the original airing, so I watched it the next day. But yeah, great match. Yeah. Um, and was used to set up John Moxley coming back for night two for a Texas death match. I can't wait. And you know what I'm going to say here? This might be sacrilegious to the AEW fans listen to us. I kind of hope that Lance Archer takes that belt. It'd be I cool. Really I think do. he was the f- first champion. So yeah, yeah, because then Moxley took it away from uh, Lance in a Texas strap match, and then they're going to do a strap match now for death this. match, death match, death match. Sorry, death match. So I mean, where do you, where else do you want to see John Moxley unscripted violence against the Murderhawk Monster in a death? You have to see them in a death match. It's right. going to be incredible. Oh, it's going to be. It should yeah. be awesome. I can't wait for Fighter Fest Night Two. Um, Tony Khan puts on a great card, and if you if you guys haven't gotten the AEW General Manager, is that what it is? Yes. It's a lot of fun. It's a little glitchy at times, frustrating but, the crap out of me because yes. I keep losing fans. I keep getting one star on shit. I'm trying my best, but you keep giving me Matt and Nick Jackson to fight everybody. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> to do. Uh, so, going on to some news that. Uh, I think that Mystic Matt is back in the building because I heard from an insider here that the WWE actually had plans to break up the New Day, and they still might. So if you remember a couple episodes ago, I talked about the Money in the Bank match where uh, Big E could possibly win with Kofi winning the belt from Bobby Lashley and then Big E coming out and taking the belt away from Kofi. And I am A-OK with that. Yes. I think that's a great storyline. And I think it could actually happen. There, There is a... There is a huge rumble in the back now because apparently there was like this huge thing in the back before, before the, the talent shakeup where they wanted to break up the New Day because that's what WWE does. They just break up great stables. Um, but they just they just called the New Day the best tag team of all time. I mean, they have the pedigree for it. But now you are so close to reuniting those three and you want to – throw the money in the bank catalyst in there to blow it all up, which I'm totally cool with. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, how cool would it be to see 
Big E come out that that briefcase and just straight up take it from Kobe. I think to blow it up and put it into a storyline that makes sense for SummerSlam, you need to have Brock interfere and take. Oh no, but Lashley's not in Money of the Bank. No. Maybe just attack Lashley after the match. I don't know. You need to set Brock now and then set them on a side story without the belt because they don't need the belt for that no, program. Not but at if all. you're doing Kofi Big E, the belt will help. Yeah, it definitely um, does because I think too there's a lot. There's not a lot of push. There's not a lot of push from fans for Big E, but there's a lot of push for Kofi. There's right? a push for both. You think the 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 smart internet fans really like Big E? Okay, I mean I do yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I think right now when you look Smarks, at Smarks, like <laughs> you dumb shit, Mark. But I think it'd be kind of cool to see those two go at it for for the belt. Um, but here's the thing: that's gonna suck. I'd really like to see Big E and Kofi go on like a full length match for for the title, oh, which will be yeah, the rebound at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, at SummerSlam. Yeah, see, that's, that's when that's when Big E cashes in and yeah. done and done. I mean, I don't know who wins that. That'd be cool either way it's kind of awesome yeah yeah so uh wwe is actually being very good at covering stuff up uh or some of these big names literally aren't going to show up for money in the bank so brock is as we already knew uh they're supposedly saving himself for SummerSlam, and he is on a collision course in with marriage. bobby lashley yeah in the marriage um so i think brock and bobby lashley has to be the match you have at SummerSlam. that has to be one of your main event matches correct um whether it's for the boat or not as we just discussed right yeah, they don't need a belt right. to sell tickets no they don't um but someone who needs to be in a title picture is daniel bryan is staying quiet is that for him to make a big splash at money in the bank no nah, he's gonna fight christian at uh, full gear oh yeah <laughs> wow that's just two just old dudes just knocking the dust off each other I mean, it's what Brian Danielson's going to just come out to some raging music. I, mean, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to see him sign with AEW. There's something about I just don't want. I want CM fucking Punk to finally come out at All In at in Chicago and just finally debut. Well, there was something that Tony Khan tweeted something about a big surprise coming in October. Oh, he talked about a ton of like <laughs> yeah. he's like if you think that Malachi Black is the biggest thing we have, like wait do you see what happens? Like which is totally cool. And I think that there's a lot of appeal to come work for AEW because not only do you work for AEW, but you can literally go anywhere you want to. Like you you have a lot of control and you're creative. But I don't think that Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, however you want to say his name, I don't think he really has a lot, a lot in the gas tank to want to do like, oh, I'm doing AEW and I'm doing Impact and I'm doing New Japan and I'm doing the Indies. Maybe for like a year and then maybe. he's gonna be out, or maybe not at all. Maybe Get it out of the system. Time. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So speaking of getting so out of come system. out and freaking Crippler Crossface, <laughs> you can't say that. That's not on the channel whatever, anymore. Whatever the label lock, the label lock. Be, listen, man. <laughs> speaking of. <laughs> There's no transition to this. Sonya Deville, Sonya Deville is leaving her enforcer job and going to try to enter a role in Money in the Bank. So, at the time that I had been researching this and talking to some people, there was still a, a, a spot left in Money in the Bank, and there was a rumor that Sonya Deville was trying to get into shape for some in-ring action. She, I mean, I don't think she got out of shape ever, but no. maybe back to yeah, back to ring conditioning. After her, you know, yeah, she went through some stuff. Can I ask you a question? Nobody's pining for her back, if that's yeah. what you're going to ask. I don't care. You know AFI, right? Yeah. Fire Inside. Fire. Yeah. yeah. Davey Havoc, yeah. the lead singer. 
Does she not look like the female version of Davy Havoc? No, I a- think Bailey does. <laughs> <laughs> Since she dyed her hair black, I, oh, really, yeah. get, I really get those vibes off Bailey. To be yeah, honest. for sure. Uh, I hope Bailey can heal up. They both have those like big crescent moon faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, man. Just big the ass. Hot sauce is hitting again. Oh god, the flakes are hitting at him hard. Uh, so, did you know that Mandy Rose was quietly traded to NXT in exchange for NXT star Aaliyah? Yeah, I did read that. Yeah, uh, yesterday. So, um, I don't know if anyone out there knows. It's, a, it's, it's weird. What do you What do you do then with that storyline you had with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke going against, going for the tag titles? Uh, I mean, that was play- to me. It was played out anyway, so I'm not really that concerned about that. But Mandy Rose to me was more of your main card. Yeah, talent still pushable. Where Dana Brooke might have benefited from going to NXT. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Dana Brooke right now, I am shitting my pants. Yeah. Waiting for that phone call. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, uh, we sent you a trash bag. Yeah. You should go. You should come get it. And yeah. I heard I hear NWA's uh, needs some people for a card. Yeah. Go check them out. Uh, an all-women's card. So, Dana Brooke, best of luck to I you. I mean, and I have no, that's no diss against Dana Brooke. I think she's, she's awesome. Yeah. Her look is insane. Um, her mic skills aren't terrible, but I mean, I think she's improved greatly and she's just not being used. Yeah. So. I, th- yeah, I can agree. I think with that. she, I think she could service another, uh, federation or organization better than wh- what she's being used for here at WWE. Yeah. I can agree with that. But yeah. If I was her, I'd definitely be, uh, sprucing up that resume. Yeah. Yeah. Cause what, cause Mandy Rose had the look, she had the skills, she had the mics. She's a little, I, I would assume she's a little bit younger. Like she's newer to WWE. Yeah. But Mandy Rose flourished in NXT when she was down there. Yeah, she did. So, I mean, it's, I think you're going to see a resurgence of Mandy Rose. Like, you look at um, Finn, Finn Baylor. He went down there. And Baller, what the hell, dude? Baylor? Baller? Baller. Sorry. <laughs> Prince Devitt. Yeah. So, he... he re- abs of steel. Yeah, dude. He, but he reignited his career going down there. He was a fantastic NXT champion until Karrion Cross came through and just ripped it off of him. Can't stop thinking about Finn Balor now. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. That's the hot sauce killing you, too. He's like those Volkswagens, the old Volkswagens, when they put the engine in the back. Oh, yeah. He's got the junk in the front. He does, know? yeah. <laughs> hey, Finn, if you want a quick date with Adam, you can hit us up at WTB on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can kind of... I mean, I don't know what you're into. Sexiest Irish man I've ever seen. Jesus Christ. This hot sauce is hitting. <laughs> so, as we were previously stating, Money in the Bank is this weekend. Um, you'll probably hear this after the Money in the Bank. No, I- I'm going to try to get out there before Money in the Bank drops. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Probably really hard. People can hear this. Uh, so, there's a women's Money in the Bank match, and there's a men's Money in the Bank match. So, Adam, uh, I want, real quick, I just kind of want to get your your idea here. First, start the women's Money in the Bank. You have Asuka... Uh, Oscar, sorry, I'm just I'm, I, the still reserve is killing me. You have Oscar, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, and Tamina. Come back to me, Adam. Suka me off. <laughs> is, that who, is that who Penelope Ford lost to? Yeah, she lost to a fucking Austin oh Powers arch villain. Burt Kreischer. Asuka <laughs> me off. Yes. Austin Powers 4 is coming out, and it's going to just be Asuka me off. Oh, my God. I vomit humble up. I'm sorry. You completely lost. Yeah, I butchered it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, 
of all the the ladies included in the match, I th- I think they're teasing, like you said, one more possibly. I think so. Um, I don't know. I I like uh, I like Alexa Bliss a lot. Uh, I don't know how she's beatable at this point with her supernatural powers. Maybe the fiend gets involved. I don't know. I'd love to see him back at some point as well. Um, but if not Alexa, who is the is the real question? Maybe Naomi. They seem to like push and stop start her pushes a lot. They they, um, they just fucked her over, man. But uh, I don't know. I per- personally just completely, um, just because I like her, I would pick Oscar. But yeah. um, at, right after Alexa Bliss, so those would be like my top two. I just think Oscar's great in the ring. Uh, I think she's deserves it. I think she's entertaining. Um, but I know she just got that push and they kind of like, they poo pooed it. They, yeah. They kind of threw the yeah. fire extinguisher on her a bit. Um, and I think Alexa bliss is coming up and I, you know, so I'll go with Alexa. So I was going to say Alexa, but I think that this is where you see the fiend come back and okay. he's going to do something to submarine her. She's not going to be able to finish this. So I'm actually going to throw the dark horse winner in here. I think Nikki cross is going to win. What's she going by now? Nikki Ash. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, she goes. She goes by the hurricane, or um, super Molly Holly, or um, the slurricane. The slurricane. Yeah. So, uh, Nikki Cross, whatever her superhero moniker, I don't know what it is, uh, but I think Nikki Cross is going to win it because she she has the most uh, relevant push. She actually was able to. I mean, granted, it was like beat the clock, but she was able to beat Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. So. My crush is back there in this, too. Zelina? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm excited. But, dude, I just can't believe how, like, they made a big deal about bringing her back, and then she dropped the fucking match inside five minutes. Yeah. It's, well, that's WWE for that's you. How you build, that's how you build, right? That's how, that's how you get somebody some heat. Yeah, that's how you get yeah. somebody some heat. Uh, <laughs> the Men's Money in the Bank match features Rick O'Shea, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Who do you have? There's there's quite a few contenders. We talked about Big E probably winning this. I think he's the favorite. Um, there's another one that's really strong, Drew McIntyre, that I hope doesn't win it because I don't want to yeah. see him in, back in the title picture yet. Um, but out of all of these guys, I really think maybe not the guy I want to win it the most, but I think Seth Rollins might uh, – shockingly pull it out and we get a little Roman Seth if especially if Cena's not coming back for SummerSlam. Yeah. Um or he just cashes it in later down the road, maybe after Cena wins. Um maybe he goes against Cena for I don't know. Uh, I think Seth's just kind of been stuck in that Cesaro program a little long and needs a bump up the card. And where the hell is Cesaro on this match? Uh, Cesaro got fucking buried for being really good at his job. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I would have probably picked him. I would have loved <laughs> it's the Swiss Superman isn't going to do anything of relevance because for some reason he's on the shit list. Um, but he's probably one of the top uh, male contenders in WWE right he now. He probably. Uh, I'm gonna guess Vince doesn't like his accent. Probably not. Yeah. yeah, because it's not big and fucking Midwestern and yeah. Um, so I would like to say I think this is a very good Money in the Bank lineup uh, for the men's side. I really like seeing guys like Ricochet and John Morrison really get a, a nice showcase here, but they're not going to win. 
there's no way those guys aren't going to be in it. In no, those guys are clear. Like, yeah, they're clearly in there to take a bump or yeah. do a huge spot. And Ricochet and John Morrison will take that bump. They are fantastic wrestlers. I'll call it now. Kevin Owens is going to fall off something real high. Oh yeah, <laughs> Daddy, watch me fall off of this. I love you. Little Shane O'Mac adage. Jesus. Daddy, I, I, I was in a, in a shoot helicopter crash. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Like, I'm not throwing money at that. <laughs> so for me, I really hope that, I mean, I like Seth Rollins in this. I think Big E is the one who's going to win this. But if I could pick a dark horse, I want to say Shinsuke Nakamura. I really like what he's been doing lately. I think he is a great in-ring wrestler. And I think he could be a kind of guy who could at least put up a very uh, entertaining match for a title, no matter who's holding it. Um, But the other side of it, it would be kind of funny, is if Riddle wins and then he tries to take the tag titles with... Randy Orton, <laughs> as he's so alleged to. What a freaking waste. Like, I'm going to surprise Randy, okay? I'm going to win Money in the Bank, and then I'm going to have him come down to the ring with me, and we're going to challenge for the tag titles, bro. Stupid scooter shit. <laughs> stupid scooter. I love Riddle, but, like, that's... Oh, it's, it's the dumbest so It's the dumbest dumb. bit I think I've seen in a while. But, On the flip side, Shinsuke's fine. I mean, his push is a little dumb, but he's doing yeah. well with it. Uh, he did better with the King of the Ring than Baron Corbin did. Well, yes. Yeah. Happy Corbin. Mm. So, speaking of happy, Adam and I need to take a break because I consumed a lot of Still Reserve and Adam chugged a bunch of hot sauce. So you're going to hear a couple ads. And if you go support them, you support us. And when you support us, we get to bring you some cool stuff. So if you hear something you like, go check them out. Thank you to Anchor and Smooth My Balls ahead of time. And then we're going to see you on the other side of the break. So, bye. Thank you. Thank you. I know what you're thinking right now. How do I get the downstairs hair care I need to impress my partner? Well, the boys have a little something for you. That's right. You can take your grooming to the next level with the flagship of Smooth My Balls, the Turf Chopper 3.0. This pube-destroying trimmer uses stainless steel ceramic blade with micro-sized teeth to ensure you're covered by no-scrape technology. Yep. No cuts, no nicks, no bumps, no hair pulls, and no mishaps. And when those pubes go a-flying, you can call in the backups, the Pube Muncher 1.0, and Sack Mat to ensure cleanup is a breeze. All these devices can be used in wet or dry conditions, and they're compact for easy travel storage and have fast charging technology. Right now, our listeners can save 15% on their entire order by using our link, smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB. That includes free shipping to the U.S. That's right. So head on over to smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB and tell them the boys sent you. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like because we like those guys and they kind of like us and they try to help us out. So if you like them, check them out because when you support them, you support us and we can bring you some pretty cool stuff. So Adam, I hope that the hot sauce has treated you well. I can only let you know the still reserve, I believe, has sliced my liver open and I'm bleeding enzymes into my bloodstream and I may die before the end of this episode. But what a great punishment. I had a lot of fun with that. It was uh, 
It was punishing. It was very punishing. My first MMA loss. Yes, my first MMA win. My feelings are hurt, and my <laughs> tummy hurts. Well, I'm only going to say this right now. Usually, Adam smashes the fuck out of me whenever it comes to MMA, so I really got to hold this one on like a badge, like a Boy Scout. I'm going to put it on my sash, and I'm going to say, this is the one time I did it. I did it this time, and that's going to be it. Because after that, I think Adam's just going to destroy me. He's <laughs> doing way more research next time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will say, like... I think we both came into it just kind of like, oh, yeah, these are pretty predictable. And I was, we actually did really good. I think we did pretty well. We kind of chose with our hearts on the ones we lost a little more. But uh, no, that was my, the one I lost, Yana. I, I didn't have a dog yeah. in that fight. I just completely went on stats. Yeah. Um, which wasn't a bad idea. Me. No. Yeah. So, speaking of not bad ideas, we're going to go into some round two beers, and we may actually have a round three beer, because I think Adam brought some cool stuff from another place around the around the way here. But I went up to a uh, place near me called Cellarworks Brewing Company, and they are based like kind of like near Sarver, uh, Pennsylvania. So, they're kind of up in the middle of nowhere, but I can only tell you the brewery is fantastic, and the owners are great, the brewers are fantastic, and I brought us a little flat fender it's an india pale ale it comes in at 6.2 percent and i can only tell you that this bad boy has west coast written all over it it is bitey it is malty it is effervescent and it easily has crept into my top 10 nice yeah and i i just had it the other day um the owners are fantastic i went up there and he actually like remembered my voice from this podcast so i can only tell like it's i don't get to do that very often that's pretty cool yeah so thank you so much uh and he wanted me to feature this beer this is flat and i still have to get up there i've had their stuff you yeah. brought in their stuff down before i've had them at other can and bottle shares but i need to get up to that brewery yeah we were supposed to go the weekend the world ended uh yes with uh dennis from first sip Mm-hmm. Um, and we were going to go up there and shoot some material and I was really looking forward to it and it got canceled like at the 11th hour what basically fucking so. heart ripper. Yeah. Well, can't I wait t- to get up there. I can't wait. No, also shout out to first sip brew box for getting their, uh, was it fulfillment center? Yeah. yeah they got They got a whole, uh, whole uh, building now. Love you, Dennis. Can't wait to be over there and check it all out, man. But before we do that, I'm going to crack this bad boy. That sounds better on the mics, too. Oh, my God. Thanks for bringing me a second treat today. I get a new microphone and a West Coast. Yeah, I'm trying to to take care of you, buddy. As you can see. I'm not going anywhere. Nope. You're stuck here with me for a little bit. So uh, just so you guys know, like I said, this beer is based out of Cyber, Pennsylvania, which is up in near uh, my neck of the woods. So I'm surrounded by a a couple of really awesome breweries, um, especially Cellar Works. I mean, these guys have been a staple in the area for quite a while now. Uh, the owners really put out some delicious work here. Um, they have uh, everything. They actually gave me a, a smoothie sour to try out too. Uh, my wife really enjoys smoothie sours, but I can just tell you off the rip, I crack this can and the smell comes out. Yeah. I mean, it's danky. It just really hits. So you poured your glass for me across the bar from where I'm at. And as I was passing it over, it was about eight inches away from my nose. And I could smell it as as if I was, my nose was in the yeah. glass. The hops, the hop aroma on this thing is incredible. Yeah. This thing is exactly what you want. When, you, when you're when you reaching for a, for a traditional style IPA, this bad boy delivers. Yeah, this is West Coast through and through. A little, maybe a little danky for a West Coast, yeah. but still has the pininess. Um, wow. 
very dry with a little bit of caramel note on there, a little maybe a little bit of crystal in there. Crystal clear, can see right Beautiful. through. Beautiful. Um, gorgeous beer, and it tastes great. Yeah, that, that bitterness is right where I want it. What was the ABV on this? Six six, you said? Uh, six one, I think. Oh, six one? Uh, yeah, perfect. Six two. Six two. Perfect top yeah. for that. Oh, just perfect. And of course, uh, if you want to check out Cellarworks, you can go to cellarworksbrewing.com and check out everything they got going on. And also follow them at Cellarworks Brewing. Wow. On all social media, that's Facebook and Instagram. Um, and you can follow them on Untapped as well. I can tell you that when it gets to, I mean, every season is stout season. But when they actually get to their stouts, they have this incredible marshmallow stout. I know everyone does marshmallow stouts, but they do one called Puffed. I've heard they've done. Yeah. I heard they do marshmallow really well up there. Wow, man, what a knockout! I mean, and, and I and I am so lucky. I don't live in the city, but I'm lucky enough to live near breweries like this. Well, I mean, since your podcast famous up there, maybe we go on location. <laughs> I would love to. Yeah. I would love to. And it's you know, man. I, all I ever wanted out of this podcast was to have fun. But I've gotten donuts and beers and like it's just kind of it's cool man i just um it's kind of you know it's kind of a dream you know something i wanted to do and it's it's kind of it's kind of nice when people recognize what we do neat stuff slick stuff cool stuff studio g yeah thank you guys so much yeah thank you Sellerworks, and we will get out there to see you guys hopefully live and on site so as we sip on these beers i put it out to the twitterverse to our dozens and dozens of fans and asking them, we saw the McGregor injury, but I put it up against the Psycho Sid injury, which if you don't know what the Psycho Sid injury is, YouTube it. It's on everything. Psycho Sid did, uh, tried to do, like, I think it was a, a big boot off like the second row. Yeah. And when he came down, he just completely snapped his left leg in half. Yeah. I mean, it was disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but in good old 90s fashion, the cameras did not cut away and that bad boy flopped like yeah. a fish. So I asked you guys, who had the worst injury, Conor McGregor in UFC 264 or Psycho Sid back in 1992? And you guys voted overwhelmingly for Psycho Sid at 80% to 20% for McGregor. But I want to know, Adam, do you know of any injuries that are worse than this one? Um, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with this comparison. I mean, Psycho Sid went full on stanky leg when he came off that second. Um, and it was horrendous. And I was yes. a child when I saw it. Uh, another really bad one coming from the world of MMA is uh, Anderson Silva when he Ooh, broke yeah. his leg uh, going against uh, Weidman. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was horrific looking. Very Psycho Sid-like. A yeah. lot of flop with that one. Didn't Weidman then break his leg? In the in his last <laughs> fight, yeah. Which was not a pretty one either. That was a pretty floppy <laughs> bastard too. What was, the, what was the college basketball game where the kid took a jumper and just like... Oh, Tom Segura. <laughs> Yes, when Tom Segura tried to dunk on a 9.6-inch rim, he just – shout out to Burt Kreischer, by the way, for <laughs> popping that elbow back and playing, oh, I'm going to get back in place, buddy. I'm gonna... <laughs> uh, another one I can think of is Vader. Oh, yeah. Vader the lost eye? his eye came out. Yeah, yeah dude. Match, yeah. He got the, he got the like, inverted eye poke, and he – oh, yeah, it was fucking gnarly. I think anybody who – I watch like ball is life videos. I know it sounds really stupid, but when I'm like stressed out about anything, I watch these ball is life videos and it's just like dudes that are really good at basketball and they take on other people that are really good at basketball. Oh, that stuff just makes me like, yeah, feel like a failure. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but like watching those and then watching someone like tw 
twist their ankle in full speed when Ugh. I'm watching. Those are probably. I understand that these guys like completely ruin their careers with those breaks for a while, but like watching some like no name twenty some year old guy run his ankle completely over, I'm like, oh no, for no money, for no money. <laughs> Duke, Duke Skywalker, by the way, let me just shout out to Duke. He'll never fucking hear this. Duke Skywalker is like a former D1 basketball player. He is, he's one of the best basketball players I've ever seen in my life. And there's another guy called the Slim Reaper. And he's like this really thin dude. Love him already. I love yeah. him already. Dude, he murders people on the court. It is in fucking sane. So like what and I just watched the video. Those two were together and they were just dunking on motherfuckers. Oh. It was like people were talking shit and they just don't say anything back. And they just go okay, and they boom, 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 boom. There goes my Friday night. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. So back out to the Twitterverse. I we asked you guys, would you cast Brock Lesnar in a horror movie? And you guys one hundred percent said yes. And I can't agree with you guys yeah, more. That leather face looking motherfucker, yeah. or Voorhees, even like. Oh yeah, and that's actually you play into that because the wonderful people over at Halloween is Forever threw out a suggestion saying uh, a slasher for sure, just big lumbering murder machine that doesn't speak and just tears practical effects props to shreds. Love that. I yeah. always love practical effects. Absolutely, yeah. Nothing. And I like our boys at uh, boys and lady at Halloween yes. is Forever. You guys fucking kill over there. Uh, yeah, I listened to that mini episode they had out and it was fan fucking. I gotta catch it still, dude. They're just doing the right stuff over there. Um, at one point, behind the curtain, Adam and I tried to rebrand here and try to figure out what we want to do. Like, oh, let's be a horror podcast. And then Halloween Forever came out, and I was like, let's not do that. <laughs> pivot, 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 pivot. We'll be a wrestling podcast. So because of that, Adam, because of the overwhelming response to we still, Brock, get, to, we still get to get spooky a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, I can't let Halloween Forever have all the fun. So... Let's play a game real quick, me and you, because we never get to play games with each other. I want us to pitch, I don't know, just a couple, whatever, two or three, whatever you want to do. We give each other iconic horror movies or franchises, and we have to recast them and make a major character in the film with, like, a pro wrestler. Okay. Because I think Brock Lesnar is showing that he has legitimate chops as a horror movie actor. So do I get to pick the movie and the wrestler? Like, or no, no. are you throwing you, me the movie? I'll throw you the movie. Oh, please throw me the right movie. And you recast oh, somebody. Please throw me Anybody. The right movie. That's like, I say that too. Like, I said Scream, and you're like, oh, I want Hornswoggle to be Deputy Dewey. Like, that kind of thing, you know? All right. So, I don't know who wants to go first here because this is like, this is hard because there's no research on right. this one. This is like really the seat of your pants. So I'm looking at you. I'm trying to feel so I like... I misread it and I had one prepared for, oh. a, for a movie. But if we don't get to it, I'll just say it at the end. Well, no. Actually, you know what? Go ahead and say that one first because I really want to know what where your brain went with this. It was Child's Play. Oh, and fuck. I really want it to not be an animatronic. I want it to be played by an actor. So Marco's stunt. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's... Hi, my name is Marco, and I'm here to play. <laughs> Just see him, like, doing the spell. No, I want to see him do the wave. Oh, yeah. That wave he does when he comes out. I want to see him in a box with cellophane on it. <laughs> <In the beginning. laughs> and he busts through, like, ha! <laughs> and, like, that sync bye-bye-bye makeup. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, that was creepy, by the way. Yeah. sync had some creepy shit going on. Not like the Backstreet Boys, though. Not like Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. On the streets, watch your meat. Uh, so, 
I want to say, Adam, I'm going to throw a franchise to you that I love. It's one of my favorite horror franchises, and I want to see what you do with it. Sure. So I am going to throw you the Scream franchise. So if, for people who don't know, Ooh. Scream is a very complex story movie verse where there are multiple killers taking over the helm of Ghostface Killer. And there's all – I said a Wu-Tang. Like, Ghostface, Ghostface Killer. Killer. Wu- deck. Wu-Tang forever, motherfucker. So, uh, Ghostface Killer is taken up by multiple people, starting off with Billy Loomis at the very first movie, and then it's been going on until it was Sidney Prescott's sister. Um, and I would say you have a whole array of people that you can recast in this thing. So, wow. Adam, who would you recast in this movie? That's a tough one. I almost want like a faction to just take it over. Which I hope that you would go that and way. And it's just like not – it's got to be – body acting because there's yeah. a mask like so the face doesn't mm-hmm. matter the size doesn't really matter when you think about no the, yeah the he was actually very like quick ghostface right. was very right. quick darn it i have an idea i can't wait to hear your idea and i'm going to tell you what i thought would fit in there because you said faction and it like yeah i can't think of a, like an even even like a really good faction right now that would work for that i got one could i do you know what i got one good and especially before this week. Yeah. Can I go with Team Taz from AEW? Yeah! Because dude. you got Ricky Starks. <laughs> you got Ricky Starks and Hook, and they'd be like little small ones. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, freaking Kate, Brian Cage is coming out with like a giant fucking oh, yeah. scream. Fucking giant ghost face. And dude. Hobbs is a giant freaking ghost face that oh, has bad posture. Them. It'd yeah. be great. Because they're the same body size, too. So it's like the whole, like, two killers in one yeah. kind of thing. That's fucking, that's fucking awesome. So you could have, like, two giant ones, two yeah. small ones. I like that. And then Taz can be one, too. Oh, yeah. We'll just have a short, stumpy meatball. <laughs> short, stumpy. Face. He's the one that gets killed first. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. talk shit on Taz, though. He'll fucking kill you still. Let me just tell you right now, I'd pick the Dark Order. I was thinking them at, at first, the, too. The whole Dark Order, and I'd make Anna J the fucking Ghostface killer. I like that. Yeah. She would fucking kill right now. I like now. that a lot. Plus, you got Ty Conte as a, as a tie-in, so you'd have the two the two women doing the Ghostface killer, which would be great as a twist, too. 2021, man. That new movie's coming out, and you have to have a twist. And what better way would be like, oh, Anna J? Oh, no. It's also Ty Conte. I love it. Tay J. So, fire at me, buddy. So, what there you- was another movie I had prepared, so I want to see who you're going to say. Okay. Um, who would Kane. You, who would you have? <laughs> Boy, that would be interesting for this one. Who would you have take over? Pennywise the Clown. Oh, that's a really good one. It. Are we allowed to pick people who are alive and dead? Yeah, I'm fine with that. So, first off, being funny, doink. Uh, well, that's <laughs> that's a layup even Tom Segura yeah. wouldn't break his ankle. Uh, I know. Uh, so, Pennywise being a psychotic, uh, like, psychotic killer, very, uh, very elusive, can shapeshift, do a lot of different things. I would actually pick Alistair Black, Tommy End, Malachi Black. Interesting. I think that he has a sinister smile. When he smiles, it is fucking It is creepy. pretty creepy. And I think that... Like he's really good on the microphone. I think like that dude, that promo he cut against Cody about killing the horse, the prize horse. I had chills, dude. I was like, you're that's fucking incredible. So I just kind of think like, cause Skarsgar, whenever he took over the helm for Pennywise, they were like, we picked him because of the way he controls what we tell. Like we give him a script and he just changes it. And the freaking way he manipulated his face was sick. incredible. So I think you have the same aspects in Malachi Black, mm-hmm. Tommy Ann, whatever you want to call him, uh, being Pennywise. Plus Pennywise with a Dutch accent is pretty fucking, no, cool. fucking creepy, dude. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I picked Malachi Black for that one. Nice. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. 
Easy, easy layup for me on who I had for this one. Who'd you have? Kenny Omega, because he's fucking clown shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, did you know that across millennia, I've been killing children? Like, I have I have a record. It's, have- it's really simpler than that, even. It's just every time I think a dancing fucking clown, I think, oh, Kenny, Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> he does backflips. Uh, so you got any more for me? Yeah, I got. I, I'm, I'm loaded over here <laughs> because I know if I know one thing about Adam Bashline, it's two things. One, you hate emo music, sure do. One, one's there, and two, your favorite horror mo- horror movie franchise is Friday the Thirteenth. You love Jason Voorhees, so I gotta know, Jason Friday the Thirteenth, and you have everything's in canon, including that terrible Manhattan movie. Everything's in play, and you can recast anybody you want to. I immediately thought of a terrible joke one that yeah. I, just, I have to say it so sure. I can think of a serious one. Otis. <laughs> <laughs> He's not fucking catching anybody. <laughs> He's just going <laughs> to... Instead of like... <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> just him like running out of breath. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, who's that big burly bastard right now? Dude, how about Damien fucking Priest? Dude, Damien Priest would be really interesting. I was thinking of... I don't uh, want to take your pick. No, no. Things. I was thinking of um, the guy they have paired with AJ right now. Osmos. Osmos. I think it'd be freaking... Dude, that'd be sick as Terrifying. Um, it's like seven foot one. The guy, the guy they just released, he was Big Damo over in the UK. Oh, what was his name in NXT? He's part of Eric Young's group. The big Harry Scott. Oh, shit. I know you're talking about... I can't think of the fucking name. I know exactly. I, I know the fans can't picture it as well as I can, but I, I know exactly. Yeah, he would have worked. Yeah, fuck Brian Cage would work. You'd be kind of cool in that one, uh, Dustin. No, nope. I just got it. Dustin would work. Yeah, I got it though. Yeah, Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer. Oh, sure. I didn't think about that. Just have him keep his hair too. Hey, give but, Jason a fucking cool fucking mohawk. You me. know how when I see do it, just because it'd be funny as fuck, John Silver. <laughs> Meat man. Oh, he could John- be the second Chucky. Yeah, Johnny Hungy. <laughs> no, John Silver should totally be um, Basket Case. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's hiding the fucking picnic basket. <laughs> fucking love John Silver, man. He'd probably do it, too. He's so oh, cool. He'd totally do it. He's so funny, man. What do you got for me, man? You got anybody else? Oh, yeah. I can think of another one real quick. I'm trying to think of a movie that's near and dear to your heart, though. Uh, I, I just pick a horror movie. It's tough. How about we? Uh, how about we recast more of a classic? Okay. I don't even know if it's in your favorites, but I feel like you like this one. Probably. Little American Werewolf in London. London. How about a, how about we cast a werewolf? A werewolf? Yeah. That's easy. Camarado. Uh, <laughs> it's easy. That was easy. Uh, no, but someone. Uh, yeah. Funny pick, Camarado, because he's already a fucking werewolf. Um, but if I had to pick someone that I think could do a really good job in like the transformations and stuff and be like more sinister about it, Michael J. Fox, because he was already in team. Now I'm joking. <laughs> um, I would say like you gotta pick someone who's like sinister up front already, um, and then can transform, but it's kind of like unassuming sinister. So like someone like MJF, I think would be kind of cool. Like he'd definitely be good as the human like smarky form. Yeah. Holy shit! Would he be a good Patrick Bateman? Oh. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we can agree on that one. So American Psycho Three that, yeah. is fucking mu- uh, MJF. Maxwell Jacob Freeman is American Psycho Three. But does he like? 
Does he completely just not even pay attention to the second one and only base himself? I off? hope so. Yeah, because that just one how they terrible. did Exorcist three, like fuck the second one. Yeah, Never exactly. Happened, yeah, exactly. But yeah, oh yeah, great fucking idea, man. So I got one last one for you. Okay. I want to see what you can do with this. It's a little tricky. A little tricky because it's it's new to us. It is near and dear to us now. Art the clown and the terrifier. Ooh, who's got a goofy fucking face? A lot of people do. Yeah, a lot of people do. Shit, man. I mean, Kenny Omega would have been a layup there too. Another clown. <laughs> Just anybody's a clown. Another fucking Kenny Omega. Fucking clown. <laughs> you know what? You know who would be a great Art the Clown? I think. Just fucking hit me in the face just now. Yeah. Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah, I think just dude. his, like, mannerisms yeah. and his, like... Uh, he's wiry a little bit, yeah, too. He's like, yeah, he's a little yeah. wiry and his just, like, manic Yo, like, yeah. expressions and shit. What about, what about Kevin Owens, man? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He's more of a... He's more of maybe a Jason... A short Jason Voorhees. Yeah, he's, he's the one to take yeah, Manhattan. Yeah, I think Sami Zayn, for some reason. Like, I, I think really just his mannerisms one. are very loud and wild and... Um, I mean, Kenny Omega would work too because he's a freaking pantomime fighter. Yeah. So, like, fuck, Jesus Christ, I hate him. You know, um, but yeah, yeah, I think Sami Zayn would. You know who I actually pick for that is Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh man, that would be cool. That'd be cool. Same shit. reason, though. Yeah. very pantomimey, very yeah. boisterous with his he's, movements. He, yeah, yeah, he sells himself, and that's a lot. That's a lot with Art the Clown too. Like, it's that's a great one actually. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I think that would work out for us. Crap, now I got to think of one for you. Yeah, man, you got. Listen, there, there's a layup here, and you could pick Halloween, but I don't want you to do that. No, that's a big mask. I'm trying to pick yeah. one without a big clunker We got mask. all kinds of, like, here's the thing about us, man. We watch so many fucking horror movies that it's kind of hard for us to pick, like, when we, kind of on the spot like this. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, I have one I'm trying for to go, you. I'm trying to keep it slasher. Like, I yeah. know other horror movies that you. Oh, yeah. It's, but for me, what I was going to throw at you while you think of one, and I'll discuss this. Is uh, I was gonna say Phantasm to see who you could pick to replace the tall man. The tall man, yeah, boy. I just had the tall man, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah. Smiling Moose has an IPA called the Tall Man. Get the after fuck. the tall man, that's fucking Phantasm. sick, dude. And it's fucking sick, dude. I'm gonna tell you right now, Phantasm is probably in my top three. It's right there with Hellraiser. Really enjoy Hellraiser. Yeah. You know what? Hellraiser. You do, uh, you do enjoy Hellraiser. I do. Let's recast uh, Pinhead. Pinhead. Oh wow. Okay. So you gotta pick someone who is. Very straightforward, very serious, and doesn't take threats with any validity whatsoever. Like, you could threaten Pinhead, and he's just like, okay, wait till you see what I do to you. Okay, I'm going to be very calm. I want to say, I want to pick somebody who really embodies violence, because I think that's what Pinhead does. And I'm going to really reach out here into left field for this, and I'm going to recast him in a very specific way. Hang in here with me, okay? Tajiri. <laughs> I want Tajiri, the, the Japanese buzzsaw, to take over Pinhead because I feel like... Just think of his big floofy hair with pins coming out of it and it yeah, just made me laugh. I just, <laughs> I just want Pinhead to go from being stationary to being like super fucking crazy. Super monotonous, yeah. Yes. Tajiri, Tajiri's fucking brutal. Oh, he is. He was yeah. in the ring. I just... Yeah, he's just not like... Because when I think Pinhead, I think, like, very solemn and very, yeah. like, serious. Well, if you had to pick, a, like, a solemn wrestler to really do, like, I don't know, man. They just I'm like, not saying Tajiri's a bad. That's a complete reimagining. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I was going for as a remake. I just love Tajiri as well. <clears throat> but I think if you were going to pick someone to take over Pinhead, the very easy 
very, very easy choice here is The Undertaker. I mean, oh, yeah. I, he, I actually wasn't even thinking of him, but that's, yeah. yeah. He's right there, man. Super tall, super imposing, very, uh, very blank in his stare. Has, he can emote uh, with very little effort. I think that's a huge advantage for The Undertaker. I think Undertaker would be great as Pinhead. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think we wrapped it up pretty well, man. I yeah. think we recast these uh, films pretty well. Yeah. I mean, can't wait for Kenny Omega to be freaking Pennywise, yeah. man. Yeah. And if you guys think you could do better than us, then please, by all means, hit us up at DecayingWTV on all social media. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to send us your emails at DecayingWTV at gmail.com. Or if you have some movies you want us to uh, book yeah. wrestlers into next week. Absolutely. Throw us some movie ideas. I would love to do this. I'm sure that... Dude, there are so many horror movies out there. Horror movies are punched out every day. It's like printing money. You know, and if you have Shutter, if you have Tubi, if you have Amazon Prime, like it's just all over the place. Tubi's got some great stuff Tubi's I found out this week. Fuck, I hit man. Tubi hard this week. Yeah. Tubi's cool as shit. So, Adam, before we go into emails, questions, comments, and whatevs, you have actually brought us another beer that I cannot wait to try. So, can you please tell us who it's from and what it is? Sure. So, I got this from my buddy Mark, who came over for a little tasting event we had in the Jojitorium this week. Uh, he brought me imprints. Realization and Ritual. So we're going on the hazy side of the IPAs here. Um, from Hatfield, PA. Oh, okay. Not Hattonfield. Not, not, Hatton. not Michael Myers. The uh, night but, that he came home. Yeah. <laughs> from, the, uh, from the eastern side of PA here. It looks like it's a collab with Electric Brewing Company, which I'm not sure where they're from. But uh, yeah, it's a hazy IPA. I do not see any stats on the can for ABV, so we might be surprised by it. Maybe we'll take a guess. But before I even crack it open, yeah. it's got one of them sick all-black cans, Dude, which it's, I love. It's kind of like a good mashup, too, where it's like a little bit of a polished black. Go ahead, crack that baby on Mike. Do it. Oh, feel the power of the road pod, Mike. Love it. So nice, man. It's Yeah. Dude, there's a matte black finish to a polished black finish. I mean, it's just so cool. And, oh, dude, I'm watching you pour that bad boy. That looks nice. Oh, it smells hazy. It smells hazy. Oh, shit. But yeah, I mean, Imprint Beer Company has been a huge uh, hype beer, uh, hype brewery here in PA for a while. But they, I, 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 I don't usually get into the hype very much. But Imprint's IPAs I do really enjoy, usually. So let's see what we think of this one. So I've actually never had Imprint before. This is actually my first time having an Imprint beer. So, Welcome to the club. Yeah, thanks for bringing me a tasty treat, buddy. So I could tell you... Uh, the smell on this thing, and I'm a guy who lives and dies by smell. This thing lets you know. It lets you know off the rip what you're going to get yourself into. It's a hazy boy through and through. Now, the color is exactly what you want it to be. It's playing well off the light from my computer monitor. Jesus, man, this thing looks like juice. It's super juicy. Um, I do get quite a bit of danky hop up front. So there is some bitterness, which I like, but it turns very stone fruit. I want to say like peach apricot on yeah, me real dude. quick and it stays there. I was going to say apricot for fucking yeah. sure, dude. Very, uh, very sweet on the back, but uh, very good. I yeah. mean, uh, as far as New England's go, I mean, a very fruity, juicy, somewhat. Actually, the Denki comes back in the aftertaste. It does. I do. I do enjoy how hoppy this one is. I always say beers have that complicated game that they play where they have to try to figure out how to put that tail end on it where 
you want to come back for another sip, kind of like Doritos, where you eat a Dorito and the right. end of it, you want to have another one. And I think that this beer really accomplishes that. So th- what what is this called again? The uh, realization and ritual. Realization and ritual. So I looked it up on Dude. our on our good uh, our good app here, Untapped. It is a seven point six New England. Jesus Christ! Um, really? And then it is a collaboration with Electric Brewing Company out of Muerta or Morita, California. So it's a wet, there's a West Coast brewery involved with this. It's phenomenal. It's a, a little more background on it since I have it up here on Untapped. It is a hazy uh, IPA hopped with Citra, which I can definitely get. Oh, yeah. Uh, Galaxy, Strata, and Vic Secret, which I definitely get the Vic Secret yes. in that fruitiness. Um, and the Galaxies and the Strata is probably – that Strata is what I'm getting for the dankiness. I was going to say, if I was going to say Strata, and I almost like – not to sound like a mark, but I almost tasted Idaho. It almost bordered on Idaho. From what? From the Strata? Yeah. yeah or the, yeah. the general taste. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It does kind of taste like it's an Idaho 7. That's kind of – Yeah. Vic Secret kind of goes that way, especially when you – Yeah. But I think Vic Secret plays a lot better with the stone fruit yeah, flavors. Yeah, yeah, it kind of yeah. carries it more. So that's why I, like my brain was like, ooh, Idaho. And I was like, mm, wait. So I'm glad that you found that because that helps me uh, – and then just a nice note that's not on the can, $4 from every four-pack of this beer went to the ICU division of Philadelphia Children's Hospital. Oh, fantastic. So, Mark, thanks for buying some. Yeah, man. He supported that, too. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, Mark's a really good dude. Uh, I know from the Fuel by Hops group, and he's he supported us here at Bash Brew yeah. quite a bit. And thanks for coming by Monday and dropping this off. So we had something new and interesting for the podcast. That yeah, man. I've, I've never had this one from them before. Yeah, fantastic beer, man. I, it's... We usually only feature two beers to have a third one like this to really wrap it up for us while we go into the the last bit of the podcast here. It was a, quite a treat. Really enjoy that. Damn, dude. Good good beer. It's a good one. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate it, man. So we are going into emails, questions, comments, and whatevs. So there's actually a very funny question here. Um, first and foremost, what do you think about celebrity-led podcasts? So that's like twofold. Like I love – like comedians that have podcasts i think for me i'm gonna separate comedians out oh yeah that's what uh, that was gonna yeah. be my qualifiers like i love <laughs> it when it's a comedian yes um yeah when it's an actor or actress i haven't listened to them all but the ones i've listened to don't get listened to long it's uh, about five or ten minutes and out like the the ones that are like on top of mind are uh jada pinkett smith <laughs> And then the red table talk yeah. that won a fucking Emmy or some shit like that. Who the it's fuck? So self-aggrandizing. Who gave them a fucking award? I was caught in an entanglement. Them and then uh, was it Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell? I the armchair yeah, quarterback. Yeah, I can't stand yeah, them yeah. either. Yeah, um, I was I, honestly, I was, which gonna, I think is one of the most success, like one of the is. more successful podcasts out there. But. Which fucking kills me. Yeah, I just it's it's not for me. It's hard to. I was actually going to say that the Dak Shepard one was uh, a podcast that I can kind of listen to every once in a while. When they have a guest that I'm really interested in, I'll listen okay, to Okay. Yeah, I didn't even get to a guest yeah. spot on any of them. But they ha- they'll get like Aziz Ansari was on there one time. That was a good one. Um, oh, so when they have a comedian on. Yeah, basically. They have someone that can carry the conversation in a better better direction. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Like Comedian-led podcasts are – are literal just gold mines of improv. Like, and I, I think I can speak for you, Adam, when we, we sit here and we love like last podcast and left, we love your mom's house, you know, th- 
you have, uh, bad friends, bad friends, you know, Tiger you have, Belly, yeah. oh yeah, you have these comedian led podcasts, and they're basically just improv. Todd Glass podcast is one of the best improv incredible things I've ever yeah. ever heard. Yeah, um, to say that. Those people are matched up with celebrity-led podcasts. Uh, Celebrity-led podcasts to me are people who – and it pisses me off because I think we put a lot of work into this. And I feel like they just show up and there are people who know what they're doing. They say, here, put your headphones on. Here's your script. Here's what you talk Talk about. Talk about yourself a bunch. Yeah. Here's a product. Here's this. And they don't even like – they don't even push products that are like up and coming. Like, um, like if you like, not to beat a dead horse here, but you go to your mom's house, they they talk about like Sotva, uh, which is an upstart, or Brooklinen, or like they talk about all these places that are trying to come up, and then like Dax was like, Pepsi's really good. No fucking shit, worse. dude. Because I was thinking like the paint your life shit. Oh stuff yeah, like Jesus Christ, man. Frame a picture for somebody that'll make them cry of a dead relative. Paint yeah. your life. Nana's dead. Yeah, I just did it. Pay us. Paint your life. Cry. Yeah. It's <laughs> Nana's dead. Nana's dead. Fucking cry. <laughs> Nana's dead. Yeah, Nana's dead 20 at framethisbullshit.com. It's it's ridiculous. I can't I some of the podcasts to me are just self-indulgent pieces of I shit. I think I hate their ads worse now that we brought that up. Oh yeah, their ads are garbage, man. Now, granted, we promote a company called Smooth My Balls. But I tell you what, love them. they're the best. I fucking love smooth my balls. They gave me a fucking razor that smooths my balls. I don't want a picture of my dead grandmother that I didn't talk to when I was alive. Smooth my grandma. Yes, yeah, smooth my grandma. You can say fifteen percent if you use our promo code smooth my grandma at checkout. <laughs> We're getting dropped. Yeah, sorry, smooth my balls. We're just trying to make a point here. I love you guys. Thanks, Derek. So, question number two here. I think this is more for me, but I want to make it work for you too. So. What is the biggest lie or the most useful lie you've told your kids? So, Adam, for you, I want to say, like, what's the biggest lie you've used me, I don't know, to get out of trouble with your wife? Oh, I don't know. I'll, you go first and I'll okay. think about it because I'm so, not sure. So, I'm actually going to go with the big – it's a big lie, but it's the most useful lie. Uh, so – my kids love a thing called Cocomelon on YouTube, and it's just like child's nursery rhymes that they just like. It's fucking awful. It holds me captive. I want to die when I'm when it's on. But what I'll say is, <clears throat> like when I'm done with it, I'll say, "Oh, another kid wants to try it, so we can't watch it right now because another kid's using it." Oh, that's pretty good. And I say, "Oh, oh, yeah, no, it's Cocomelon's not working right now because." There's another kid that really wants to watch it, and we keep using it, so we have to give it to them to, to use. Share, yeah. yeah, we have to share it with That's them. That's good. It, it teaches them to share, but also, too, if I watch one more fucking minute, this is how it goes, buddy. It's a beat that goes along on a song, and then they just say just what they're doing. And the, Oh, are these those freaking psychopaths that did the baby shark? It's yeah, the same. it's the same. It's the same oh, fucking people. Yeah, 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 okay. So A B C kids. My niece watches. Oh my yeah. god! They'll just go. This is the way we wash our hands. Mm-hmm. Wash. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just yeah. want to fucking shove a knife in my eyeball yeah, and yeah, not yeah. die. Just feel something that's real. Something different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was at uh, my brother and sister in law's place, and they have a, oh. a a girl the same age yeah. as your girls, 
and a and a and a little boy who's not into that annoying shit yet. But uh, we were like trying to play Monopoly or some board game, and she was like watching that over in the corner, and it was like on the fourth thing that whatever the mouse was doing after washing its hands, and I was like. This is torture. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is, yeah, this is our life now. This is what we do. Yeah. Yeah. So I I actually am familiar with those. Okay. uh, So you've been tortured as well. Oh, for like, it's it's like for like an hour. So it's like my, my pain is not near yours. I've actually heard about, I've read, I read a book the other day about uh, war torture in Vietnam where they would actually shove punji sticks under people's fingernails mm-hmm. to get them to talk That's about the things. worst one for me. I don't like fingernail stuff. I would rather have that happen to me now than watch Coco Melon for another fucking minute. Punji stick my fucking fingernails. <laughs> it hurts inside more than it hurts on the outside. Oh man. I so what's the biggest lie you told your wife? I don't think I've I have like a really I know one that you said. Big one? I know one that you did. Can you like hint it to me? When you first moved back up. We were at Alexion's for hours. You're like, I'm washing the dishes. <laughs> you, but then I didn't even make it home after she made it home, right? Exactly. But you kept texting her like, yeah, I'm at home washing the dishes. I don't even remember And that. you weren't washing I mean, my the fo- dishes. Well, my excuse when I got home was my phone died and I didn't know what time it was. And that was true. <laughs> that was true. But the problem was, is when you were texting her, she was like, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm at home washing the dishes. <laughs> And, and I'm hammered. Oh, we were shit housed at Alexion. She probably caught me in that one. She did because she came to Alexion. No, like a really. Oh, that's right. <laughs> a really, a really common one I use is like I'll forget to get something at the store. Like yeah, they were li- out. She literally sends me for four things. Yeah, and like toilet papers is the thing I forget. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I'll just be like, oh, they were completely out. I mean, even before the toilet paper shortage, I'll just be like, oh yeah, they yeah. were just out of it. It's like, oh shit. And they're like, she's like, every kind. I was like, no, just the kind you like. I was yeah. gonna buy some bullshit. Like fucking Charmin. They're out of Charmin. There's, there's no, there's no Charmin. Yeah, do you, you really want some freaking Scots in this house? Nobody wants Scots. And does anybody want some single ply in this house? Fucking single ply is Satan's tongue. <sighs> if you, th- if, I tell you right now, if you invite me to your house and you have single ply, you know what? I'm gonna judge the fuck. Even out being of you. a worse husband, I do that when she, like, when I go to order food and I forget what she wants. <laughs> Like, I forget, like, I'll never forget completely yeah. what she wants, but, like, she'll be like, oh, I want the, the chicken sandwich and a side of sweet potato fries, and I just, like, didn't even order the fries. I'll just be like, oh, yeah, they were, they were out. Can I get a burger? And <laughs> She's like, well, you didn't just get me something else. I was like, oh, I didn't, no, I thought it was that or nothing. <laughs> I'm super forgetful. I am super forgetful. What's great about this podcast, by the way, is our wives don't listen to. Well, on the flip so. side of that, though, like. I I believe she thinks I lie that I like forget. Yeah, like Christmas and like her birthday and stuff. But I'll literally I do order like kind of like custom like crafty yeah. stuff, and it just get it does just get here late. I was, but I've done yeah. it like two birthdays in a row now, and I think she's like this <laughs> motherfucker forgetting. orders it a week before. And, yeah. like I've seen the shit you get for your wife, and it is outstanding. And actually, it makes my wife jealous because you're like, oh look what I got, Lori. And and my wife goes, well, where's where's my person? I was like, I was like, listen, I cook you dinner every day. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, well, not every day. Well, sometimes I take her out because we don't have kids and I have disposable income. That would be fucking great. And I love to rub that in your face. Yeah, you do, (laughs) and it feels good. Uh, I fantasize, by the way, about like, oh, it's a Saturday. I'm just gonna go down to Grist House and sit outside. Yeah. 
Just, I'm uh, going to do that Sunday just know, to do it. I know because you're all by yourself and you're just doing your thing. You know what I'm going to do? Join me. I wish. Join but me. Won't be that. Tell your wife you're going out to get some Scott single ply and just leave for four hours and see how it feels. <laughs> and then I'll be living in your house because I'll be divorced. <laughs> and then I'll be super happy. <laughs> so speaking of super happy, Adam, there's another question we got here. Because uh, we both hate our jobs. I think it's very easy. To sure do. do. Yeah. So would you rather work five-day work weeks or have five-day weekends, but you have a week's worth of work to complete in three days? No, no, no. Not five-day. It would be four-day weekends then, right? For you, it's four-day weeks. No. So, no, five-day work weeks, so you're off Saturday and Sunday. Right. Or would you rather have... Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, and work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. You said work four days. You mean work three days. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Have yeah, a yeah. four-day weekend, but work three days. But you have a week's but worth work. But you're working like 12 to 13 hours. You're working probably. a shit ton of hours. So mm. you're basically doing either a regular nine mm. to five, five days a week, or you're doing 13 nah, hours. I'm going to get the pain over with kind of guy. I'd, yeah. d- I'd definitely do that three-day work week. Oh. For a four-day weekend that all the time. That is pretty fucking sick. I mean, you're... Monday that would now be like your Sunday yeah. would suck. Like yeah. you'd be thinking about the t- the thirty the forty hour work week you're squeezing into three days. Yeah, man, that's all I can think time. about, dude. Like, but I've already considered doing like four ten hour days a week. Yeah, at some points, and I think I could do that. I mean, you're getting nothing else done during during that week. Yeah, like, which kind of sucks. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I think I think having a four day weekends like yeah, how can you beat that? I I can't say that I would enjoy having 40 hours of work to cram into three days. So I'm actually going to go the opposite way. I'd rather just do the five days. Oh, yeah. yeah all, definitely all, not. It just spaces out more for me. Uh, I just and I'm oh, in, and you have the you have the uh, the whole tangible that is yeah. kids, which is uh, a whole other th- like you got to have that time too. So five days probably. Does but make do I really? <laughs> Yes, my my children do love me until they figure out what kind of person I am when they get old enough, and then it'll change. And then I'll be like, yeah, man, four-day weekends are fucking sick. (laughs) I mean, at this point, right now, five-day work. I took my kid to a music class the other day, by the way, and it was awesome. Well, I'm saying, like, you could be super present for your kids four days out of that week, but for those three days you're working, you're absent. Nothing. Yeah. So yeah. at least when you do the five days with the two days, you're, like, yeah. you're always there, you know, it's yeah. at some point. Like, that's why I think the five days would be yeah. better for you. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, if I'm in a three-day work week where I'm working 40 hours in three days, is my job providing me with breakfast, lunch, and dinner? That's I mean, a- Google does. And they make their people work like that's, heathens. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. A little bit of that. Oh, I want, like, a good – if I'm doing that, I do want a Google nap pod. I'll just work an extra hour. That's pretty But I'm going to nap an hour. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. You can get me on a three-day work week if you tell me that I get breakfast Sammies whenever I want to. Like, if I like, I'll be five hundred pounds eating fucking chicken sausage. Oh, my weight's gonna go through the roof if I'm yeah. doing that three-day work. Oh, it's awful. Because three days of stress, then four days of fucking heathenism. Because that's, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of how I work it. Well, pre-pandemic, I was in somewhat decent shape only because on the days I worked. Going to the gym for an hour after working all day wasn't uh, whatever. It's just continuing something I yeah. don't want to do. But now that I'm working from home, it's like 
I feel like I have to schedule it more. Like there's, I feel like I should be doing stuff around the house more. Like yeah, it's yeah, it's a real uh, conundrum. But getting back out there now that I have a working vehicle and I uh, can get to the gym again. Hopefully, yes. I can get the beer drinking evened out with the workout time. And- <laughs> We'll be all good. I'm so happy you have a car now. It's it's a sick fucking ride. Yeah. We're I really gonna, like we're, it. We're going to go somewhere to get some beers after this. Yes. Let's just not tell anybody else. Shh. If you, if you know what I mean. The wives. Casey, you're listening. <laughs> Don't tell the wives. Don't tell the wives. But so, I, I owe you at least some beers and, uh, and a dinner for these, uh, yeah, well, these microphones, sir. Yeah, I love you. And I wouldn't give a microphone to anybody else. It's so much fun working with you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. But I got to feed you. Yeah. <laughs> I need Maddie want wingies. So speaking of nine to fives, we ha- we got an email here, Adam, and it's kind of funny. I thought it was a swerve. It was a total swerve. So uh, what's up, boys? So just like you guys, I have a soul crushing nine to five. The problem with my job is that I have a boss that is one super lazy. Like sometimes we have no idea where he is for a couple of days, and two. He is demanding perfection from all employees. We have been denied leave to get projects done, told that we can't restock the break room because the budget is shot, and we'll get random emails at odd hours of the night instructing us to get stuff done. I'm definitely quitting, so that's not the question. What should I put in my two weeks notice to make it memorable for my coworkers? P.S. I followed your advice from another episode where I'm going to chase my dream job in San Diego. Hot sauce and anal slaughter. Little Miss Anonymous. Little Miss Anonymous. Huh? Fucking love you, by the way. Yeah, great email. Um, yeah. man, I don't know. Yeah. What do you put in your two weeks? Let me just say this right off the rip. Let me, let me just say this right I now. I mean, your two week notice would definitely be better than mine because yeah. I'm very non bridge burning in my when I've left. Because uh, yeah. in full disclosure, I left the job I'm currently in now to go somewhere else. Yeah. And ended up coming back. Right. Because I'm not a bridge burner. I, I say stuff in my head that's very yeah. burning, but I think I we all do that. Yeah. Can I say this real quick, by the way? If this job sucks so fucking bad, why are you giving a two weeks notice? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're never going to come back, I mean, you might need him as yeah. a reference. What so. is this, Dunder Mufflin? Like, I just, what are you fucking doing? Do you here? just purposely mispronounce everything? It's Dunder Mufflin, you fuck. I've had a few beers. Dunder Mufflin? What's Dunder What Dunder Mufflin done for you lately? Huh? Nothing. Who was the boss at Dunder Mufflin? Was it Michael Scoot? Yeah, it was Michael Scoot, and he was the best boost ever. You fucking shithead. <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't no, I would I would keep the um I'd keep it uh, I'm boring. I'd keep it cordial because you might need them for a reference. Even if you're never going back there or going back to that industry. You need to have work references for your resume. Listen, that two weeks notice, I, I agree with Adam. I'm the same way. I am a don't burn bridges because who knows who you have to come back to. Um, but it looks like this job fucking sucks. Let's not get twisted. It looks like you don't have a good time at this place. So I would say like if you want to make it memorable for your coworkers, I would do something where you can like tape it to the front door. Like I don't know where you're working. But clearly, it led you to get your dream job, wherever it is. Um, what I want you to do is, I want you to realize that it's it's up. To, it's literally two sides here. You either are respectful and you do the thing that you want to do, or or you do the thing that you should do, or you do the thing that you want to do. And if you do the thing you want to do, so you do what you gotta do. And if you really want to impress your uh, your 
coworkers make it something where it changes their lives. Like if you can bring the light to what's happening to them and it changes, then that's great. But if you just want to be funny, then who knows, man, it's not really what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I did, I didn't put it in my two week notice from the last job I left, but I did offer to the office manager to have a sit down meeting with me, like an exit interview almost, yeah. on why I was leaving. He didn't take me up on it. I wish he would have. I think I would have provided some needed insight, Yeah, but that might be me being a conceited jerk at the same time. Meh. Um, but yeah, I mean, try to help the people that are stuck there, yeah. especially while you go off to beautiful San Diego. So, Adam, I'm going to leave the rest of the episode up to you. I have to go pee. So, you can tell us what's on tap, and you can sign up for our social media. I have to go pee. Oh, my God. I don't know the social media, so hurry up real Do quick. it all. You got to do the decaying with the boys social media. So, run, 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 brother. <laughs> so, everybody, uh, on tap this week, we have the uh, Brutal Kitty. It's a the green tea cherry basil blonde that we were drinking at the beginning of the episode at 4.9 ABV. Um, and we have the pineapple jalapeno triple IPA at 10.2%. Uh, next week, about this time, probably about Friday of next week, we will have the Jason sleeping bag toasted marshmallow IPA hitting the taps. Uh, we'll have one keg available for tasters and bottles. Let me know if you want any. Um, in addition to that, we have some events to announce. We will be doing the... 2021 North Hills Home Brew Fest on August 29th at the Pittsburgh Shrine Center in Cheswick, PA. So come out and get come out and see us and see some other great home brews on August 29th. I think tickets are on sale now. If not, we'll just keep telling you about it until you can get them. Um, our next event will be September 18th, the Brews and Bruises Festival at the Green Tree Sportsplex. Uh, come see some pro wrestling uh mixed with some of your favorite breweries from around pittsburgh and from all over pennsylvania as well as some home brewers uh we'll be there serving some great wrestling inspired brews that we have uh and then september 19th uh the day after brews and bruises festival we would we will be taking those wrestling inspired beers to greensburg to all saints brewery in their back parking lot uh come come check us out when we're there and Matt is back for the social media plugs. I can't believe I made it back in time. So if you want to find out what's going on in the, in the uh, brew lab here, you can follow Adam at bash underscore brew on all social media. That is Facebook, Instagram, and now Twitter because he finally got one. And then if you want to ha- know what's happening here with Decaying with the Boys, you always do is follow us at DecayingWTB on all social media. It's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, you can send in your comments questions emails whatevs seeking advice or just to make fun of us decayingwtv at gmail.com so hopefully we see you out there on the road when we bring our beers to a neighborhood near you and if you come out to us we just want to know if you'll just uh cheers us up so until next time cheers cheers